from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs, and we have a big, long show for you. Uh, we got a little deep in the woods with Seth, and we went through. We have a double episode for you today. Uh, we are going to get into a whole lot of topics, and it's a good Good conversation. Uh, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and you can find my written stuff over at Chiefs Digest. My co-host, Chris Clark, is the editor of our new site, LockedOnChiefs.com, and you've read him over it at AP some back in the day, as well as Arrowhead Addict. And uh, we try to bring you some unique perspective, and, and honestly, we try not to agree very often, so you get a little bit of both sides. Uh, so that's what we do on this show. If you're new to us, Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that kind of stuff. Make sure you're subscribed. we got a lot of stuff coming down the pike this offseason, so uh, be ready. And why don't we get right into it with Seth? Wow, I wish I had had the button going. <laughs> I d- Believe me, I looked before I said <laughs> Folks, we're back, and Seth's with us, and uh, we're talking about things that uh, you really should have been here a couple of minutes ago, but we'll get started, and uh, thanks for joining us today. I hope you guys are having a good one. Thanks for all the ratings and reviews you've been giving us, uh, getting a lot of new listeners, and we really appreciate that, and for all you new guys, uh, Seth Kaiser's here from Arrowhead Pride. What's up, buddy? Hey, not a whole lot. How you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, you were talking about Albert Wilson. I think that's what we're – I think Ryan and I both want to talk about that a little bit. Um among other things. But Albert Wilson? Yes. Okay. Who's that guy? I, I'm not sure. He, he's, he's a fat guy who wears a red sweater, if I'm recalling hey, correctly. Hey, hey, hey. There it is. We just <laughs> lost like the demographic. Like The 18 to 25-year-olds are looking at each other going, what? Like, But that's okay. Millennials, come back, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Those of us that are a little older, it's an inside joke. It's a cartoon. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it works out. But yeah, I've actually been. Um, I'm writing. Uh, I'm. I'm in the process of an article right now um, on Albert Wilson and his impact on free agency, and you know, just whether or not the Chiefs should retain him, his role with the offense. I mean, you guys know what I do. I, I look through the film, and I don't know. Albert Wilson's a guy who's kind of tough to gauge statistically because of how he was used this year, and so I just wanted to get a good look at his film. So I went back and reviewed five games, including the uh, Week 17 game with Mahomes as the quarterback. And, and uh, okay, let me ask you this because I know you've been looking at it. Uh, was he the one that made Wilson look good, or was it Wilson doing things that made him look good? Um, mostly, it was Mahomes, okay. in my opinion. Um, I one thing I actually did for that specific game is I, I charted whether or not uh, plays in which he had a reception were wins on his part where like he beat man coverage or he made a really nice play to get open in zone, or maybe he caught a really tough pass, you know, stuff like that. Or whether it was just, um, a great throw or a great scheme. That's one really underrated aspect of Andy Reid's offense that people continue to ignore is how often the wide receivers are schemed open. You really don't need to be great at getting separation on your own when you're in Andy Reid's offense because he will scheme you open. And like the guys the guys that he 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 counted on to beat man coverage were usually it was always Kelsey was always the first guy up there and that's cuz no one can cover Kelsey. 
and then there was Tyreek Hill. And so Wilson, so that, that Denver game, it was mostly Mahomes and scheme. And I actually marked it down like of his, cause you know, a bunch of people, he had like 157 yards, you know, like a big breakout game, blah, blah, blah. I would put, I can't remember what the exact number was. I'd put two thirds of that to scheme and Mahomes. And no disrespect to Wilson because he caught the ball, right? I mean, it came to him and he caught it. But to me, you know, running a, a, a drag route that takes you across the field that leads you to wide open because of a good uh, route design and then also even more wide open because Mahomes fools the entire defense with a no-look pass. Well, not only that, but you also have a situation where, and you mentioned this on Twitter on Tuesday, that he might not have even played in that game. Had Anthony Thomas gotten hurt, not gotten hurt. Exactly. I don't think it was the plan. He didn't uh, play until the second quarter, which was after Thomas got hurt. And so he came in and Wilson, yes, Wilson is a better receiver than, than Robinson and Chesson and, you know, the other guys they had in there, you know, Demetrius Harris and all these guys. Yes, he is better than those guys. No doubt. Um, but he, he benefited from being the guy with a quarterback who is playing very well. And so I, I don't know. I kind of, I'm walking away from the whole experience. I'm not a huge Albert Wilson believer, to be honest. I think, let, let me rephrase that. I think he, he's, he's an, he's an okay receiver with some, Skill set, which I mean, you guys and me, we talked about this before the year even started, if I recall, yep. where I was kind of like, eh, Wilson's all right. He he has some viable skills, right? His yards after catch, he's above average in that. Very good, actually. Four years, um, four, four years, six, six million a year average. Do you pay him that? No. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's not. where I sit. Agreed. And, and that's and that's the problem with Wilson is, you know, in Andy Reid's offense, you know, it's legendarily difficult for new receivers to pick up, um, and so that makes you nervous about you know replacing him. You know, like people are talking about like uh, Kiki Cutie or which. By the way, I think he might be an interesting guy, but that's a whole other ball of wax there. I, uh, I so have cute. to I have to ask another question, and I know we're going to get away from Wilson here, but I have to ask it because I know you're watching that Mahomes film and you're talking about different throws. You, at least you were on Tuesday. Uh, yep. So my question is, is there a QB in this draft that you would take ahead of Patrick Mahomes if Mahomes was there this year? Absolutely not. The only one that I would think about it would be Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm not a huge believer in Rosen. We'll see. Um, but, I mean, again, we'll see. I, I think Mayfield scares me. I think Lamar Jackson in the right system is going to destroy teams. I really do. Um I hope that he does because I got to tell you, looking at this group, yeah, uh, I, I I don't see anybody that's really the a future star. And, and you know, and to be honest, I say that almost every QB class. Okay, right. Let me ask but you a different. Once I dig into the film and see things, I usually come around. And I came around on Watson and Mahomes last season. I haven't come around on anybody in this class. Right. Let me ask you a different question because this is something that's been posed by different people. If you were Cleveland. Do you really consider taking Barkley at one and not taking a QB? No, that's insane. You can't do it. John Dorsey will never ever do that. Yeah, you, you can't you can't take a running back first overall. You can't do it. I, I don't care what they're saying. For one thing, this idea that he is like, you know, he's like the, the second come of it, coming of Adrian Peterson. A, a, a tweet made the rounds everywhere when someone said, you know, by the way, no, 
this is Adrian Peterson in college. And it's not <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw like that highlight film. I saw it. Peterson, I saw it. Peterson was in a, on a plane all his own. And I think I, I think Barkley could be an awesome running back, but people are now kind of taking these things out of context or saying, Oh, look at what the Rams did with Gurley. The Rams had Gurley last year too. Um, this, okay, then let me change the, the question just a little bit. Do you think it's crazy to take anybody other than a QB at one? No, not necessarily. I mean, depends on the, 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 the group. Um, I think, you know, the Browns right now and miles Garrett, I think he's going to be an animal, right? But, do you really think the Browns, let's say what we saw from Mahomes in week 17 is is who he is, right? And Deshaun Watson, what we saw mostly from him last year is who he is. The Browns are worse off having taken Miles Garrett than either of those two, right? I mean, and Correct. it's not particularly close, even if Garrett is another, you know, Khalil Mack, or Justin Houston, it's it's just not the value isn't quite there at any other position. Um, and that and that was my exact argument. Right. Yeah, I had this argument with somebody with a couple of Browns fans. It doesn't matter. That position is so important. You take that position if you think that one of those guys is your guy. Absolutely. If you really don't believe any any of them are, then I guess you may be going a different direction. But if you think any of them have the opportunity, you don't give two other teams the opportunity to jump you and get the guy that you want. You you can't do it. You just can't. Um, and I, I think overall, there's some guys that I like. You know, Mayfield has certain kinds of question marks. I'm not sure if they're valid question marks because, I mean, the guy looks like he can flat out play. And... I, I so I think he he scares me a little bit. Um, Josh Allen doesn't scare me at all. That's why I'm hoping John Elway drafts. Um, I've, I've heard Elway likes Mayfield though. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, you know, we'll have to see. The scuttlebutt around Denver is that he's leaning towards that Allen. That would be sweet. <laughs> I, and, it, and but why do you say that? Because Allen's such a project, or because you don't think he can develop at all? I just don't think he was a particularly good college quarterback, and guys who aren't particularly good college quarterbacks don't scare me. You know, it's just right? he's got a heck of a cannon, but that's it, right? And that's not enough. You know, there's a reason why people aren't comparing him to Mahomes right now, because Mahomes mm-hmm. has more than just a strong arm, and that's what you know. Analysts were screaming. People that really looked at the film, at least, were screaming going into the draft last year. It's that you know everyone wants to talk about Mahomes has like you know a rocket launcher for an arm, and he does. But he had more than that too. Whereas Allen, Allen wasn't particularly accurate in college, and by not particularly accurate, I mean he was mostly inaccurate. Um, his pocket presence isn't that good. He he just he's not consistent. He plays way worse on the road. I mean, this it's just he didn't look like a very good college quarterback, and it's hard for me to believe that someone could be a mediocre college quarterback and be a star in the NFL. And then I'm sure someone will mention Tom Brady. It's like, okay, yeah, who's your next guy? You know? Okay, <laughs> so let me throw this out there. You're saying that uh, Mahomes is more than just a cannon for an arm. Uh, is this the can that you're talking about that made that throw to Demarcus Robinson in the fourth quarter? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, that's not even just a matter of having a cannon for an arm. That's a matter that's of being able to throw it accurately, being able to throw it off of weird platforms. Oh, yeah, because if, if you don't make that throw accurately, it's a pick easy going the other direction. Absolutely. And so 
you know, that's that that's kind of where I land on all that. I but yeah, as far as the Browns go, they in my opinion they would be crazy unless they really don't like any of these quarterbacks. And I feel like there's enough different prototypes of quarterbacks in this draft. They've got to like one of them. I personally and they they won't do it because they don't have a good enough offensive coordinator cuz I do think that he might need a decent offensive coordinator. I honestly if it were the Chiefs picking number 1 and they didn't have Patrick Mahomes, I'd want Lamar Jackson. I really would. I really? I mean, here's the thing. Would you go back in time if you could draft Mike Vick with a good head on his shoulders? Cuz that's what Lamar Jackson looks like to me. He his how much going I've you watched watch on I've him? watched a bit. Not a ton. So not changing the subject, but are you going to go back and do your QB review like you did last no. year? No. <laughs> there's there's no <laughs> way that, there's no way I'm gonna take that much time. Um I'm glad I did yeah. it because it's I didn't figure. Yeah, it's it's why I fell in love with uh with Pat Mahomes. But no, I you know, I really I don't usually have time to do a lot of uh uh, scouting stuff, you know, you guys, you know, when we talk about college guys, you guys always know way more than I do. I just don't have time, especially this year. Normally by this time in the off season, I would have already done like three or four big film reviews. Um, but there hasn't been time because they keep doing crazy things. And so I just don't think I'm going to have time because I mean, crud, we're, you know, we're man, it's March already. I mean, I'm just there's no way. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I did last year and wait until after the draft and then review the guys that they pick. Except with Mahomes, I got lucky because I'd already been reviewing quarterbacks because I had a feeling. Well, that helps. Uh, yeah, and and I don't. We don't need to sidetrack this whole conversation about quarterbacks, but I, I wonder about some of his decision making. Uh, I I've heard people mention him in comparison with Vic before. And I don't, I don't see it the same way. I sure. think it's just his athleticism. It makes it so easy to, to drift that way. Yeah. Um, but I think Mike Vick had a better, a better eye for the passing game when he was in college. Oh, really? That's interesting. You see, I, um, what I like about what I see from, from Jackson, and he's got things he's got to, he's got to improve on. Um, I like the fact that Louisville's offense is fairly complex. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more than Vick's was. Um, we actually, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Chris Brown, the smart football guy just took apart someone on Twitter who said that Louisville didn't have a complicated offense. And then he proceeded. To, uh, would, that, would that be uh Gabe Gabriel? Yeah, I think, I, yeah that's, that, that's, sounds like the right name. Um, it's not a guy that I follow. Um, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy, but I mean, he got disemboweled for the whole world to see. That was, <laughs> or not. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I mean, like, that was just like, well, remind me never to question anything Chris says ever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's one thing I like about the fact that he was operating in an offense that's very complex and has pro style calls and, you know, all this stuff. And he, he's got a rare arm. He's got rare athleticism. And I think if you put him in the right system in today's NFL, I think I think he'll do some crazy things. Well, and what we need to talk about is uh, assuming that he is going to leave the Chiefs, uh, as I yeah. think we all agree. Um, Chris Conley returning, I think we all feel like he'll get a bigger chunk of the offense. But how important is it to you for them to go out and get another receiver, maybe another speed receiver? Eh, I don't know. I I find myself having a really difficult time 
getting too fired up about the offense because at the end of the day, no matter who they get, they are going to be at best the third option in the passing game. At best, they're not going to get someone better than Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Well, okay, I guess let me say it this way. They very, very likely won't. If they do, holy crap. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, I mean, someone better than Travis Kelsey. I mean, that guy's film is incredible. And so I, I just have a hard time seeing them. It's hard for me to get that fired up about a third or fourth receiver. I think Conley, if you go back and rewatch the film, the first three or four games of the year, actually four or five, however many it was, before he got hurt, Conley was their guy. It was not Albert Wilson. Conley was their guy who was going to be the, the third or fourth option. Um, Wilson got pressed into action later on in the year. And even more interestingly, if you watch, you know, when Chris Conley got hurt, you know who slid into that role first? Robinson. Robinson. I don't know why I made you guys wait. That was so pretentious. Goodness gracious. Like, wow, I'm going to make you... I'm going to make you guess. Let the tension build. I felt it. It was awesome. <laughs> you could cut it with a knife. Um, so I... It's funny because Ryan hates it when I do that. See, well, I, I no, and that's why, that's why I'm making funny. <laughs> We're helping Ryan spread his disdain even further. <laughs> I... But anyway, I, I don't uh, – what I noticed, especially in the game Conley got hurt, Robinson was the guy who came in. And in the next game, he was fulfilling a lot of that role. And it was only later on in the year when Albert Wilson got injured and then came back that they started giving him 80%, 90% of the snaps. Um, and so I'll be honest. I don't think it's a matter of Wilson playing that well. It's just, you know, Robinson, I think, disappointed a little. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about Robinson. He seems to be in the wrong place at the wrong time too often. And I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, man, I want him to be good, but I agree with you. Yeah, he's, he's quick in and out of breaks and he can get separation. He's got, he can track the ball well and he's got good speed, but I, there were just a few too many plays that involved him where the ball went compl- somewhere completely different. And you're like, um, Okay, someone got that wrong, but it happened with him more often than everyone else. And so it seems like, you know, Wilson was just the guy that they could trust. Big year for Robinson this offseason. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I one thing I keep hoping that I'll hear is like some kind of, you know, Patrick Mahomes has Chiefs receivers to work out. You know what I mean? Like one of those feel-good off-season stories. Because I think Mahomes, you know, I'd like to see him do something like that. Now the risk that he runs, you know, if you're Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes calls you, says, hey, come to Kansas City or wherever Mahomes is living. I don't know if it's Kansas City. And come work out with me for a week. What if, like, Kelsey says no? (laughs) And that's the problem. That's the problem with being the second year guy, right? Right. <laughs> and so I don't, I, I don't think that that would be really something that would happen, though. I don't see Kelsey being that guy. I don't think so. Either. I could be wrong. I don't think so either. But it, it obviously, you know, it's just so obvious when you hear Kelsey talk about Mahomes versus how he talked about Alex. Mahomes, the first thing he's going to have to do during training camp and OTAs is establish this as his team because make no mistake as much as certain segments of the fan base wanted to deny it that was alex's offense he he was very very respected by the guys in that huddle and i mean even like guys like marcus peters going out because they respected the way he 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 carried himself and so mahomes is going to have to establish that but as far as wilson goes Here's the problem, you know, you lose him and you've got that's a guy who knows the offense and so he played everywhere, right? 
He played all over. People think he was just a slot receiver. He played the boundary all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, he, he could be tough to replace in that sense. He's a really good blocker. He knows his routes. He was generally in the right place at the right time pretty much every play. Um, those, those are the little things, right, that you miss. But at the same time, I got to tell you guys, he's not that great at creating separation on his own other than deep. Well, the problem is... He can't track the long ball. <laughs> exactly. And so the... the I'm sorry. You were going to say no, that. No, you bad. know, you nailed it. And so it just, I, I think he's an okay player. He's, he's, he's an NFL caliber player that should be getting a good number of snaps on any team he's on. And well, good number might be pushing it a little. He's a good third receiver. If he's your third wide receiver, you're doing pretty well. The problem is with the way free agency works. He's probably like what you talked about you that you know you know four years twenty four million or something like that and I just can't justify giving him that kind of money. I think if they're going to give someone that kind of mid tier wide receiver money, give it to a give it to 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 Wright or something like that. You know, give 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 it to a. I mean, and really, there are some wide receivers that are kind of interesting in free agency this year that I think from a pure receiving standpoint might be better. Yeah, and and what we talked about, I think, uh, on yesterday's show was, you know, a good option for Albert Wilson is probably Matt Nagy in Chicago. I think that would be a great fit. Yeah. Uh, and he could be a value to that team beyond just, you know, playing the number two wide receiver role. I think he's still probably the number three, but the value, he knows the offense, and he can be a guy that Trubisky can lean on. Absolutely. Folks, we moved that to the Friday show, by the way. So you'll hear that tomorrow. <laughs> Quit shattering, quit shattering the illusion, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to move stuff around. We have a tendency to talk a lot. so. But I want to ask you guys about a couple other ones. Um, I believe you were referring to Kendall Wright, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So a, a lot of things that I've heard rumored, uh, the latest of which uh, is Sammy Watkins. Uh, Going to be a free agent from the Rams. Uh, an abysmal let down basically since he was drafted. Yep. Yeah, because uh, that really disappoints Seth because that means LaMarcus Joyner is getting franchised. Yeah. Right. They are tied together. But uh, what, let's just run down a, a quick list. What do you guys think of Watkins? Um, Watkins is very, very, very talented. Um, when you watch him. One-year prove-it deal. Yeah, if he's willing to do that. But I think he'll get offered something better than that from another team. How? I'm just saying that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, I, I, if he's willing to do a one-year prove-it deal, great, um, or take mid-tier receiver money. The reality is his production has not matched his talent. Right. Extremely. All right. Uh, what about Allen Robinson, who is freshly rumored to be moving on? That dude's going to get paid. Yeah. Yep. I think he's going to San Francisco. Let's not talk about the price tag, though. Let's talk about fit. Oh. And like you said, it's a difficult offense to work your way into. Right. Um, fit wise, I think, I think, uh, I think Sammy Watkins would be a better fit for what I think they're going to do with Mahomes than Robinson. Okay, Chris. I'm 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 online with that. I you know I, I don't know that Robinson. I can't get past the money. I think Robinson's going to make way too much for it to matter. Okay. So, a couple of guys that'll make less money that I'm in particularly intrigued by these two: Dante Moncrief, formerly of the Colts. Yeah. I'd take him. Athletic, modest. Yeah, I don't think he's had the opportunity. 
I don't think he's had the opportunity since Luck's really been hurt to really shine. So I, I would think that that would be a good situation to get into for Kansas yeah, City. I agree. Okay, what about uh, route runner uh, Paul Richardson? Yes, Seattle. Absolutely, but I think I think he's going to get more money than people expect. Although you got under, you know, here's the interesting thing: since Watkins and Robinson are both hitting free agency, that could really help the price tag with a guy like Paul Richardson, mm-hmm. or or a guy like Albert Wilson. Because here's the deal: if Albert Wilson wants to come back for three and a half million a year, great, stick with Wilson. Right. Sure. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's a sweet spot for him. Yeah, but um, you know, so some of these guys, because of Watkins and Robinson now are suddenly on the market, that's that dilutes the market a great deal. That's nice. Um, Paul Richardson is a guy that I think was probably really bummed with what's come out over the last week that those guys are hitting free agency because that affects his pocketbook significantly. Um, yeah, I but I would yeah. definitely, I would definitely grab him. I think he's a good receiver. Long shot, but I'm intrigued by it because uh, he seems to have taken over some of 12's uh, characteristics. Danny Amendola. Okay, evidently we're moving. If you on. could guarantee, <laughs> if you could, if you could guarantee that he'd stay healthy, great. But I, that's a, he. He right. can play. He's always been able to play from his time in St. Louis when they were still St. Louis. Uh, he's always been able to play. He just can't stay healthy. I guess the question with. Yeah, I guess the question I would have is what type of receiver are you trying to get? I think he would be a very good Albert Wilson type receiver, but I don't know that's necessarily what Kansas City needs. Well, that's where I put him as the slot, you know, a guy that can work the middle, uh, who's savvy in his routes. And like you said, he's, he's not fragile. Uh, he is fa- fairly fragile. Um, he's savvy. So, yeah, you don't, you he, don't want to put him in. Is he gritty as well? Does he have a lot of heart? I can throw out whatever cliche you want. I mean, yeah. I'm so sorry. I just I, every time, every time, you know, it's like you know. I, and and here's the thing: it's all true with him. It really is. But you know, man, Wes. Oh, way to back it up, man. Yeah, Wes Welker ruined uh, white slot receivers for everyone. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Where's Brandon? Okay, let me meet him. Let me play devil's advocate for a second, and this is a receiver that isn't necessarily on the market right now, but I think is still possible. Des Bryant. Yeah. No. He's honestly it bumped Chris Conley out of the lineup. Yeah. I agree. And, I, I just wanted to throw it out there because I do think it is possible. He I think it great. is too. I just don't think yeah. I. I just don't think he's what he was, or even close. But you don't think a one-year prove-it deal with Des Bryant? Would nah, be you know these one-year prove-it deals. I, I mean, you know, he's a guy that I think would be motivated. But I just when uh, you remember when the Chiefs played the Cowboys and that play Des made. Yep. Me neither. Which one? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and here's the bigger picture for me. You remember the probably the biggest play that he's made in the last few years is screaming at Tony Romo on the sidelines, right? right? They're not going to want to let anybody come in and get near Pat Mahomes. Like right. That. No, that's a great point. I would. I don't think he's actually. I don't think he's actually a option for Kansas City. I just sure. wanted to throw it out there because I do think that it's possible he's going to be a free agent. Uh, as unlikely as that would have sounded two years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, life comes at you fast. Rut row, keep on moving. <laughs> And since we've already talked about uh, Cleveland a little bit, let me get your thoughts on this, Seth. Um, are you are you sold that Cleveland is going to be drafting the QB number one overall, as opposed to maybe signing a guy like Cousins? Or I think 
somebody like that. I think Cousins is going to. Uh, I think Cousins is going to mini to Minnesota. I really think it, you said that almost like a, somebody from the lower forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I um, I wish if you know if I were going to th- concoct a dream scenario for the Browns, right? It would be signing Kirk Cousins, and here's why: they have just you know this unbelievable amount of draft pull right now, right? So they will be able to have a younger, cheaper team than anyone else anywhere. They also have $114 million in 2018 to spend. And that's one of the reasons I brought him up, because if I was Cleveland, I'd be throwing $40 million a year at him in a salary Right. Well, because what you could easily do, easily, you realize 114 million. That means they could say to to Kirk Cousins, "Hey, next year we will pay you 60 million dollars," and they would still have 54 million dollars to spend. <laughs> Think about that. They would be able to say to him, "Look, we'll we'll give you an average, like you said, Chris. They are in a position to give him an average of 40 million dollars a year and have it not kill them on the salary cap." They could offer him five, six million more a year yeah. than anyone else and still have it not kill them because they could front load it so much the first two years and still have enough money to sign two or three highly impact players. And they've got more draft picks than anyone has ever had. That would be their dream scenario, in my opinion, rather than developing a rookie quarterback. Um, that said, the problem for them is that they're Cleveland. And I don't think Kirk yeah. Cousins is going to take seriously the idea of signing in Cleveland. I think Kirk Cousins, who has shown himself to be as savvy as anyone with regards to the game here, I think, you know, that the now the whole the thing that was thrown about in Minnesota, you know, there were some rumors of like a three year deal for ninety one million guaranteed and that's it. Um I don't know if that I don't think that that got shown to be true at all. However, I would not surprise me if he got that kind of deal, like a three or four year deal, to where he got one more massive payday before it's all said and done. Wow. Well, and when you think about that organization as a whole and what John Dorsey has to do, I, I think you nailed it. It's just it's that stigma of that is Cleveland. And until you build yep. a base where you yep. can attract a free agent quarterback, maybe there's a free agent coming in two or three seasons that they can right. grab once they've established the franchise again. Right. That's the problem. You need that first guy. Because if they got Cousins, that would help them. That's why I think they wanted to trade for Alex Smith. Because the like it or not, you know, and some Chiefs fans don't, having Alex Smith gives you credibility if you're Cleveland. Agreed. And then that's, you know, it is what it is. That would have made it easier for them to sign free agents. And if they snag Cousins, it would make it easier for them to sign free agents. Absolutely on offense. And then they could just use these. I mean, imagine being able to use the first pick and the fourth pick on defensive players. And that's what I think they end up having to do. I, I mean, you put Chubb across from uh, Miles, Ooh. and I think you're in business in terms of, of keeping your defense off the field and allowing your offense to grow. Absolutely. But, yeah, it's. I, I, think, I think Cousins goes to Minneapolis because I just think – that's easily the best spot to contend for, win a Super Bowl, and get another huge payday. I think we're going to look back one day, and Kirk Cousins is going to be one of the guys who made more money than anyone ever has because of timing. Okay, what's your what's your over-under on uh, how long it takes John Dorsey to run the Browns out of cap space? Three years. <laughs> I'm hopeful he learned his lessons. Under. 
Uh, didn't he bring McCracken with him? I don't know. Or did I? I don't know that it matters. <laughs> Maybe I just heard that. I yeah. I don't. Marching I think, orders are marching orders. Yeah, they really are. I don't. I, I'm. I, I just. The longer we are without John Dorsey in Kansas City, the more you can see. Like because like this year they're at a spot to where I think right now they've got like twenty million. And if they cut Tomba, they'll have like you know twenty seven million, and you know what I mean. In in room, it's been years since they had that kind of room. And remember when Pio? Yeah, they still have six million. They still have six million in dead cap space too. Yeah, and that's and again and that, that's without any of the new. That's without any of the new moves. So well, and they also my have, only point on that is, is that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they also still have some albatross contracts too. Yep. Like Justin Houston, man, they should cut him. Whew. Tell don't you what. even start. I don't <laughs> want to hear this. Although, Justin, if you want to extend by a year and cut your your cap number, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna go ahead and say that, why don't you just cut Mitchell Schwartz while you're at it? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> folks, this is where we go off the rails. Ignore everything you're about to hear. Yeah, no, I'm. I hopefully most people that listen to your show know that I am the like, what are you insane person when it regards <laughs> Justin Houston. I ended up, I wasted probably two hours of my life just randomly going through crunch time moments in the Chiefs' wins, just to see how many impact plays Houston made that people have forgotten. And the spoiler alert: I don't know if you saw that article is that there were a lot of them without even trying. And literally, <laughs> literally in every game in the first five weeks, Houston made a clutch play in the fourth quarter. Literally every one of them. And it's just like, and then I had some people like, well, that's just the first five weeks. I'm like, do I really need to do this for literally every game before you believe yes. me? That's why, oh, I, I seriously, I have, oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to get started because I just, because <laughs> like, I had someone, because I think there were like seven or eight gifts in that article and someone's like, well, this is just seven or eight plays. And I'm like, you know, oh, this is stop. why, this is why, well, it just makes me crazy because it's like, well, obviously I'm not going to gift 300 plays. You know, I, I'm, I'm giving you a representative sample, but what are you going to do? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Wilson walks, Houston stays. That seems fair to me. Well, uh, let me ask you one last question, and I, I know we're we're running a bit long, but you know we do that. So did we do that? Uh, That's kind of our thing. Yeah, I kind of enjoy that. But <laughs> if this all this free agency talk, if there's if they could say only have enough room to maybe sign somebody that that, that costs a good amount, but if you're going to make one move and and you're Brett Veach and you have one move to make in free agency, what are you doing? Uno Muvo. My Spanish is off the chain. Um, it's, it's incredible. That's awesome Spanish, let me tell you. See. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. Let me think. Um, one move. So, you, so you're talking one splash signing. Everyone else has to be kind of middle of the road? I'm saying that's – that's, how much money you have. If okay. you choose not to do that and you do a couple lower end signs, that's fine. Okay. But if, if it was your call, what would you do at this point, given the needs? Man, um, I'm going to have to hedge. I hate myself right now. Oh, I, you do that? I would say Sheldon Richardson. Wow. I don't, I'm not happy about it though. <laughs> and so I, I just I've like kind of talked myself into and out of Sheldon Richardson about 400 times because I'm really worried that he's a guy after he gets a decent payday is going to disappear 
And so I just, I mean, but I don't know. I just don't know. Richardson, I, I think because defensive line is such a need. Um, and then, yeah, corner would be the other place I'd go. Or maybe safety. I, the defense needs a lot of help, guys. It's it's sad that it's to that point, isn't it? It is sad. I just, you know, and now with Parker being cut, you know, there's a bit of a safety net gone there. And so it's like, I mean, they need a safety, and there's some good safeties on the market. I personally, when I heard that uh, Earl Thomas might be on the market, I was like, do it, do it, do it. Don't think about the cost. Just do it. Whatever it takes. Put them together. Put Eric Berry and Earl <laughs> Thomas together and profit. And But, you know, I don't think they're going to actually set them loose. One thing, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, at least for just a year or two rental um, with Michael Bennett being on the block. I don't think he'll cost much. He'd be an interesting guy to grab for a year or two. But, um, but yeah, on, uh, Sheldon Richardson is who I'm thinking. Or Mo Wilkerson on a one-year rental. I think Mo Wilkerson on a one-year rental would be a beast. Yeah, motivated, right? Yes, and then you let me then this, you don't sign them long term. Go ahead. <laughs> let me throw this out a different direction. Do you really think? And I'm trying to think outside the box. Do you really think Green Bay can afford to have Cobb, Adams, and uh, Nelson there next year? I don't know. With what they're getting ready to pay Rodgers, you know, probably not. I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't grab Cobb or Nelson. Probably though. I mean, I, I think Adams is the best of the three of them at this point. I don't know. I'm very lukewarm, and it's tough for me. I, I Nelson a couple years ago, maybe now it's tough for me because Nelson was productive again this year, but it's impossible to separate him from what Aaron Rodgers does. Um. Now, to be fair, the closest thing to a carbon copy. That you can find of Aaron Robbins <laughs> is, uh, is currently is currently residing in uh, in Kansas City, but I, I just I don't know any of those guys. I'm just not a big guy. I don't want to spend big money on the offense. The offense was like what was it like fifth or sixth in the league in DVOA last year? They don't need the help. The defense was abysmal. They got to get some. All right, so you won't go sign you you wouldn't go sign a guy like. Uh, uh, the guard from the Panthers. I no. Norway. Now look, here here's here's Norway. my caveat to that. Anytime they spend money on offensive line, I'm gonna be okay with it because starts up front. But they've already paid LDT, they've already paid Fisher, they've already paid Schwartz. I mean, how much money are you gonna invest in the line? Because the yes. the defense needs help. In my opinion, they really I think they should I think they should still make an offer to Kyle Fuller. Um, regardless of whether the Bears want to try to match it or not. I I think they should. Uh, Breland would be a guy I'd really like them to go after too. Um, you know, have him play with Fuller. When I was reviewing Fuller's film, Breland isn't as good as Fuller. But you know what? He's pretty solid. And they need solid in that secondary. And so Eric Reed, I mean, there's I mean, you know, I, there, there's so many guys that could help the defense because the defense is bereft of talent outside of about five guys. That's a depressing you. I can't argue Oof. with. Yeah, right. That that number just hit home. Yeah, and the, unfortunately, it's it's correct. Yeah. I, I like your word. Thank usage. you. I chose them myself. <laughs> it's like he's a lawyer or something. <laughs> like I'm a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think they have a lot of moves to make, and I think this. 
this particular draft season is going to be interesting. We're going to have more on it. But any parting thoughts for where they sit right now? For the draft or for just in general? Just in just general. general, I think that the Chiefs are going to be better than people think they are this year. That's one thing that I like about what's happened with the Marcus Peters stuff. Chiefs fans went from like, you know, after the Fuller Alex Smith trade, we were just over the moon, right? And now people are like, oh, it's going to be a bottom five defense. And like, you want to raise your hand and be like, it was a bottom five defense last year. And right. so, you know, it's like, you want to raise your hand and say, no, yeah. No, well, you want to raise your hand and be like, the best defensive game they played all year was without Marcus Peters. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not sure, actually. I, I started it off as a bit, and then it got weird and kind of, you know, oddly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to make the joke I was going to make there. Um, <laughs> I imagine my wife was. I imagine my wife in here going, don't you dare. Um, But I think, I think the chiefs, (laughs) they, they desperately need an infusion of talent on defense. But here's the thing. If you take the offense that they had last season, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be as good as Alex Smith was. Now it's going to be different, but I think he's going to be just as good, if not better than Alex Smith was in 2017. Yes. I I, I genuinely do. All I had to do, and you guys know I have my own unique way of reviewing quarterback film and charting certain things. And had Alex Smith played the game that Mahomes did against Denver, I would have called it one of his best four or five games of the year. I really would have. Um, Yeah. he did that much. And so I just think, I think they're going to, and I think Tyreek Hill takes another step forward. He kept talking about his route running last year. I think that dude's hungry. And I think he's going to be scary, like scary good. He made a jump in one year from freak gadget player to top, top 10 wide receiver. And I've got, I've got a feeling him and Mahomes are going to take the league by storm next year. And so here's the deal. You take that offense and let's say it's a similar offense, top five DVOA, give or take. All you need is an average defense. That's it. And here's what I would challenge you if you really want to really delve into this. If you go back and watch some of the games where the defense, quote-unquote, failed, the offense in certain spots failed there too. And so there's just certain things that make me think, you know, some of the weaknesses they've had in recent years, I don't think they're going to have them anymore. So I think the Chiefs are in a good position where expectations are low. And it's like I always tell my wife, it's when your expectations are the lowest that it's the easiest to make you happy. Uh, words to live by for wow. every marriage. <laughs> She's a lucky lady, Mrs. Minnesota Chiefs fan. She's, uh... And I think we're done. Yeah. And we will be done tomorrow. You had better I go know. make up to that woman right now. And uh, thank you for your time, Seth. We appreciate you coming on as always. I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, give our best to Mrs. Minnesota Chiefs fan and take all the knives away. (laughs) All right, folks, thank you for listening. This has been fun, but it is uh, another long one for you. We appreciate your time. We'll be back tomorrow with some of that discussion as well. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.